BreakStuff.Market, your new innovative and global marketplace for trading cards, stickers, and sports memorabilia. They offer one of the lowest commission fees on the market, provide an easy setup from every device, of course, also mobile responsive. Secure transactions via PayPal or Stripe and Safe Collectors Community. Join it now and get ready to buy some awesome collectibles or sell some of your collective stuff and make a good profit. Heat in my vein like vernacular. Cook up the beat with a spatula. Y'all are not ready for action. I'm smoking these rappers and feeling spectacular. Making a killer like massacre. Watch out, I'm whipping my wrist. Right on my city, been pissed, but I show them love. I'm not the one that's a risk. My homie told me that when people rise up against you, it's a sign of your destiny. Real. Hey, Starks here. Good evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. Welcome to the Fantasy Unicorns podcast. We're dynasty driven, but we give you redraft flavor as well. We have our rest of the season and dynasty rankings back up on our uh, website. Also, our prospect rankings on the fantasyunicorns.com. Make sure you guys subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and write a review for our podcast for you iTunes listeners. And uh, subscribe on any podcast format as well. Unicorn listeners, continue to spread the word on us. Uh, it's me and Kevin this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be. And I'm going to pass the ball there to Kevin. Hey, what's up, Starks, and what's up, Internet? Uh, Kevin here. You can find me on Twitter, at Kevin So, and uh, I'm ready to get started. All right, guys, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. And uh, Section 1, we're going to jump into the weekend news. And before we get to the weekend news, uh, to some of those listeners, I know it's about that playoff time. (laughs) And I also know that there may be some people that's kind of fading away from uh, podcasts because of their season's over. But what our job is to do as uh, unicorns, because we're dynasty-driven, we want to give you guys content all year round. So um, if you do read draft leagues, that's definitely fine. But uh, I think it's one of those times where you should start um, investing and putting your time into dynasty leagues where, you know, you can do a lot of different things and it's something special and you can get a lot of uh, information from the unicorns and other sources. So before we get even deeper into that, we will jump into the weekend news. And the weekend news uh, consists of Kyle Lowry. Um, he kind of came back, I wouldn't say shockingly, but some uh, had the, the thought process of him maybe not playing uh, more or playing, being out more games. And But he, he came back Sunday. So, you know, what's your thoughts on that, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, he's he, he had some um, issues with his right ankle, but he got cleared and uh, – you know, I think they're just trying to work him back in, make sure that he doesn't have too much time off. Uh, it looks like he he had two uh, periods where he missed uh, two games, so four games over, you know, uh, five-game period. And, um, you know, he's always a guy that's going to be kind of a potential injury-slash-rest-type risk, especially with Toronto being in the position that they're in. You know, they're, they're pretty much set, um, so there's not like a – a big need to rush him, but at the same time, they don't want him to, um, you know, sort of get out of the rhythm of the offense. And so uh, it's something that they'll manage. And if you're a GM that rosters Lowry, you know, it's one of those things that you're just going to have to be aware of that even though he's back, you know, he could be out another game down the road. Um, and he's just kind of, you have to wait and see, but uh, either way, it's probably good for, for any GMs that have him. Uh, it was a welcome sight to see him back uh, in the game. Right. And I'm going to steal the ball and give it back to you, Kevin, because I was asked this question by a lot of different listeners 
uh, as far as, you know, and th- these are a few of these GMs were actually in redraft leagues. So one of the questions that I was accustomed to from many listeners was, well, I see Lowry was dropped. Hey, can we trust him to play this whole week if, you know, we're in the playoffs in the championship? Do you believe that he's going to be playing all games this week versus like maybe resting one of the games this week? I think there's definitely potential for him resting at least one game. Um, and I think that uh, even if he doesn't, if he does end up playing all the games, it, his his minutes will be probably limited to some degree as they already, they, they have been in the past. Uh, I'm looking at right now and just seeing, it uh, looks like Toronto's playing three games this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, let's see, it looks like it's a Tuesday. Um Sorry, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So you just have to think it's possible he misses one, but even if he doesn't, um, he could have his minutes muted a little bit. So if there's a guy that is available um, that's going to be playing, you know, guaranteed three games or maybe four games with a ton of minutes, um, that's something you have to consider depending on how deep your league is. Okay. And and for me, um, I guess I look at it like this. Obviously, it's a do or die situation. If you're in a and you're in the championship and you want that guaranteed minutes, sometimes I know it's it's really difficult to make a decision like this. I, I know for me, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm pretty much a risk taker, and even if his minutes are limited, I, I would take the risk to grab him if he's available in your league. Now that also comes on the heels. It depends on you know how shallow your league is. But you can't just pick a, a Kyle Lowry um, from the free agency with that type of um, value out there. But I will also say that you are risking the chance of him maybe even missing the game on on top of being limited throughout the week. So that's something you have to think about. And are you willing to take that risk? I mean, as a GM, I would. But I don't know what your situation is as a GM. So you just got to kind of configure it from there. So we are recording while games are going on. Uh, by the time you guys hear this, uh, you're probably going to hear it. You know, it's already too late, but I'll go ahead and, and throw this out there to you. So Mike Conley uh, was questionable today, and I know there was a tweet that he that he sent out that he said, uh, I think it was locked in. And typically when a player says locked in, I guess that means they're locked in and they're ready to play, whether their tag is questionable or whatever. But um, it, it came up to a game-time decision, and he's ruled out for – this game, and uh, I'll pass the ball to you, Kevin, and your thoughts on uh, Mike Conley and for the future this week. Yeah, you know, Memphis doesn't really have anything to play for right now, so they're going to probably take it easy for him. You know, he's, he's dealing with some, um, it looks like, uh, thigh soreness, which, you know, it, obviously I think if Memphis was, um, you know, potentially in the playoff running, uh, he would be in there right now, or he'd be, he'd be suiting up, but uh, because they're, you know, uh, down at the bottom of the West Western uh, Conference that is just, you know, more of the same situation that a lot of Mike Conley GMs have to deal with all the time, which is Memphis just starts stinking, stinking it up. And then uh, they start resting their players. Uh, people get, you know, little minor injuries like this and all of a sudden they're out. And so it's just one of those things that you have to deal with if you have um, guys like him on your roster, because, um it's kind of becoming a pretty common occurrence for, for him at this point. And it's frustrating. I get it. I have him uh, in a couple teams and um, you know, it's just kind of one of those things you have to just 
ride out and hope that, you know, he'll be back next game. But in the meantime, you know, you have to look at some of the other guys like uh, like a DeLon Wright or a Tyler Dorsey, one of those guys that will obviously be picking up the slack. Um, but uh, in the meantime, it, you just kind of have to hold him and, and hope for the best. And, you know, Memphis does play four games this week, so now he's missing the one. So they have three more games this week that he'll be in potentially being able to play. So three games for Mike Conley is still pretty good mm-hmm. if he gets in, but uh, it's kind of anyone's guess as far as if this is going to be something that holds him out longer because they just don't want him to, to get out there and they want to see what they have in their young guys or um, if it's something where, um, you know, he'll be right back uh, in the next one. Yeah, I'm with you on D Wright. I mean, he picks uh, takes actually um, a good value for that team. And then also, like how you mentioned Dorsey, if you're in a deep league, he's definitely worth a flyer. And I know the game, not the last game, but the prior or the game prior before that he exploded. Hopefully he does something, you know, substantial for you for uh, for your team. But again, just like Kevin was alluding to, uh, I mean, I was still expect Conley maybe to, to squeeze out three games this week. But it's almost like, you know, what Kevin was still saying that, you know, they don't really have anything to play for. So, you know, look for some of the younger players to come out to finish strong. But, I mean, I, I, you know, as we believe, Conley, I'm sure, wants to get back in there. So uh, we'll jump into another part of broken – well, I wouldn't say broken news, but news that came up while we are recording. Uh, ben Simmons is out. It looks like it's just more of a rest day. And, uh, you know, I'll pass the ball to Kevin, his thoughts on uh, Ben Simmons there. Yeah, I just saw it. it's, it's being labeled as gastroenteritis. So <laughs> got some sort of uh, digestive issue. Um, I don't think it's anything to worry about. Obviously, it sucks – yeah. to have him out um but you know uh he'll he'll be back in the next one uh and in the meantime you know the usual suspects will soak up any sort of usage so you, you know Embiid, um jimmy butler tobias harris those guys will probably just eat up a little bit more of that usage and 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 have a benefit from that a little bit but otherwise i don't think there's anything much to see here yeah moving right along there uh lebron and the lakers it's looking like they're not making a the playoffs there so you know what, what is your thoughts on that, Kevin? And also, do we see LeBron taking some more rest days the rest of the season? Um, yeah, I, I'm surprised. You know, I'll, I'll, be, I'll admit that I thought, you know, just having LeBron on your team guaranteed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously I was wrong about that. Um, it didn't help that they made some extremely questionable free agency moves. Yeah. Uh, summer. I don't know if it was Magic or if LeBron was behind this or whoever, but – Somebody, you know, needs to take a step back from from um, sort of the player management and uh, let somebody who knows what they're doing uh, actually build the team because the moves they made were puzzling and, you know, made no sense. And um, now we're seeing the end result of that. You know, you combine that with LeBron's injuries that he's had this year. Um, it's just been a tough season and probably one to just move on from from his point of view. Um but yeah, they're they're out. I think I think they're technically out. I think yeah. Um, I think they are. And so you know they'll just have to uh, hopefully uh, regroup, um, make some better moves in the off season. Hope that they can lure at least one uh, superstar over and um, build around that. Um, and we'll see what happens. But it, it's surprising to me, um, and maybe I was being naive about the the effect that just having LeBron would have on a team, but. Um, you know, you like I said, you combine that with really poor uh, GM moves, and uh, this is the end result. And, and real quick, we're recording while games are going on. I just got a report that CJ McCollum will be with his knee will be out at least five more games. So mm-hmm. um, redrafters, I, I would say just go ahead and pitch him and, and get rid of him. And 
it's a, it's an unfortunate situation. Dynasty League uh, GMs, you obviously keep him, and this is an unfortunate thing if you're in a fantasy playoffs. Um, but let me at least say this here real quick, going back to LeBron. In a Dynasty League, I'm going to pass the ball to you there, uh, Kevin. Would you take LeBron inside the top 20 if a Dynasty League started today? Uh, yeah, pro- probably towards the tail end of that. I would, okay. I would probably still – I would. I think he still has, you know – two to three more really good years um, statistically. And, uh, you know, I, I think the, this season, you can probably buy him really cheap uh, mm-hmm. in Dynasty right now. Uh, but I think that that's kind of unfair. And I think that he will come back and kind of – there's a bounce back. And it, it, he's, he, he's had a solid statistical season this year, even with all of the drama and all the injuries and stuff. So um, I don't see that fading anytime soon to, to a big degree. So, yeah, I would probably pick him sort of – late teens probably okay. in uh, in a dynasty league. Okay. And, and just real quick, I feel like we'll eventually have a podcast on LeBron like we did Luca. Just one more question on LeBron. Would you take Przingis or LeBron in the dynasty startup today? Hmm. Um that's pretty good. Uh they're they're probably around the same area. Oh yeah. Yeah I might go Porzingis uh just because he has that youth. I think he does have uh top 30 maybe even top 20 potential for obviously for quite a few years if you can stay healthy Mm -hmm. so um you know i think uh there's a little more risk in in the immediate future but Mm -hmm. i I think that he you know i think he's proven enough that he can as long as he stays healthy he should be able to to put up um you know really nice stats and i would probably edge him slightly over lebron at this point for dynasty yeah i'm in agreement with you i'd actually take the risk on Przingis over lebron in the dynasty startup so we'll jump uh, to the next uh, part here in the recent news. So LMA, LaMarcus Aldridge drops 48 points on the Celtics. And, man, this dude, I think, what is he, like 33 or 34 years old? Uh, what's your thoughts on him? And just real quick, would you dra- where would you kind of draft him just off of women in the Dynasty League? Uh, in the Dynasty League, I'd probably have him – I'd probably have him around the 30s somewhere. Okay. Um, maybe around forty, somewhere in the somewhere in the thirties, um, possibly to forty. But uh, you know, he is a thirty-three-year-old player. But again, he's a player that could potentially age pretty well. He doesn't rely on a lot of athleticism. Um, he's having, you know, I, I think the best best season of his career right now. Um, or well, I guess it's between last year and this year. Uh, but yeah, you know, he's he's really strong, obviously, in scoring boards. Uh, the blocks have been pretty solid over the last couple of seasons um, and its percentages have been good. So uh, sort of similar situation to LeBron where, you know, that obviously they have like maybe two or three more years of elite level um, potential. So it just depends on what type of team you're building. Uh, he doesn't develop a lot or he doesn't present a lot of stocks, you know, mm-hmm. even though I said the blocks were solid, you know, it, it's <laughs> low for a big guy. It's 1.3 yeah. this season which is actually, I think, his season or his career high. Oh, wow. Uh, but, um, you know, it's, it's, he's not going to get you a ton of defensive numbers, even though it's 1.3 is, is at least something. Um, but if you're, if you're kind of building around percentages, you don't want to punt free throws. Uh, you want to make sure you get kind of a 20 and 9 type guy. Um, you know, I think he can maintain that for a couple of seasons, and that's probably worth a top 40 pick uh, in Dynasty if you're looking to, to win right now. Oof, I, I, I couldn't do that. 
Um, but I can understand if depending how you're building your team and you're in a win right now, I would think you it would hopefully would be that year or the year following that. Maybe the the best that I can try try to draft them is maybe what top sixty or seventy at the best in a dynasty league. Um, but we'll jump into another well actually the another player in the recent news and it's Frank Jackson. He had nineteen points with six assists and other stats. You know, what's your thoughts on him? Um, is he worth an add in Dynasty if he's available out there? It depends on, on the league. I mean, if you're in a 12-team league, I would say no. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're in a 30-team league, yes. Um, in between, it's a little iffy. You know, he he, pro- he presides, provides some scoring, but he does it inefficiently. Yeah. Um, he, he gets a couple threes. You know, he's been doing a little bit better with the assists lately, but I don't think that's his game. He's just, you know, another one of those guys that is, you know, his best skill is scoring and he doesn't really seem to do that efficiently. And <laughs> yeah. those are not my favorite types of players to have in fantasy. I, I prefer more diversity in their production. Um, and so, you know, they can have, you know, you can have your Kevin Knox, your Colin Sexton's, those guys. Um, and, and I, you know, I'll loop him, I'll lump him into that group of sort of inefficient scorers um, and, those are just not the types of players that I personally want to have on my team, but that doesn't mean that they don't have value in dynasty. It just depends on what you're looking for. But um, he's obviously to me, a, a more of a deeper league uh, dynasty pickup. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Uh, the next player, this, this was an interesting one and I'll say I'll eat my crow. Cause I was definitely wrong about Jeremy lamb this whole season. And I don't know if you've seen it, Kevin. I, I assume you did that half court, crazy shot. <laughs> Bank shot was crazy to win the game. Um, and one thing that I also wanted to say about Jeremy Lamb is, man, where was I going to go with that? Oh my goodness. That, oh yeah. So there was a, a follower that mentioned, and that had to been, that had to really suck. He said that he lost in his fantasy championship match off that crazy shot that Jeremy Lamb. Oh wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's tough. I mean, that shot was crazy. I mean, it might as well, he might as well have shot it like backwards or something. It was, (laughs) it was so lucky. And it, what I saw, um, yeah, I was I saw the shot, and um, someone actually broke down. Someone had alternative footage of it, which was interesting. Um, I think a fan <laughs> was was, had, was recording it, yeah. and they showed Kemba during that play. So Kemba is, if you watch the video again, he's at the bottom of the the screen, uh, you know, kind of trying to get open, for, uh-huh. you know, to for Lamb. And and as soon as Lamb chucks in the air, you just see Kemba just look real upset and just basically he turns around like he's about to walk into the locker room because he's <laughs> so and then and then here he hears the crowd hears the shot go in and he turns around and he just puts his hands on his head and he's like in complete shock like the, the other <laughs> the other uh uh hornets are all celebrating and he's just got his hands on his head like he doesn't know what happened so it's, it's kind of funny <laughs> to see that. yeah i was about to ask you like so how did what was kemba's ex- expression like when it happened so no that's perfect. yeah he was shocked it was it was pretty good <laughs> So if you if you can you, you might have to dig in Twitter a little bit, but you should be able to find that, and it's 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 pretty funny. Oh, most definitely. So the, another player in Charlotte that has been an interesting player. I was able to sneak and grab him with like a little bit of fab left. Was Miles Bridges, and he's been looking a little bit better here lately. And I'll, I'll pass the ball to you, Kevin. What's your thoughts on Miles Bridges, man? Yeah, he's good. I like him. You know, I, he's probably um, the lesser of the Bridges yeah. Bridges guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's it's kind of early to say. It's just sort of my early impressions of it. Um, 
but I, I think defensively he brings a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. He he can guard four positions, I think. And um, you know, that that obviously carries a lot of value. How it translates to fantasy is another question. Yeah. But, um, you know, he, he's been doing some stuff, you know, the last couple of games, he's been getting around 30 plus minutes a game, getting points and boards, um, getting a few assists, getting some steals. So he's been playing really well the the last, the last four games. And, uh, you know, that's, it's good to see, it's good to see them giving him more of an opportunity to, to do that. Um, and, you know, I like his outlook. I don't know if he'll ever be, um, a top 50 guy, yeah. but he'll, he'll definitely have you know, the top hundred, top 80, he'll, he'll live in that area for a while. I think, I think he has, he has some, some solid upside and he can produce, um, you know, enough here and there to, to make himself, you know, definitely worth uh, rostering in standard leagues uh, down the road. So on, on top of that, let me steal the ball and give it back to you again on bridges. Uh, and I'm recording while games are going on. So it looks like LeBron is going to be, uh, he's probable for tomorrow. So that's good news for you there, Kevin in our championship match, but we'll talk a little bit more that about our championship match in a little bit here. Um, but I was going to also ask you about miles bridges. Do you see him, you know, starting next year and maybe getting, and if he doesn't start next year, do you see him getting at least maybe 26 plus minutes a game next year at all? I think that's fair. I think Charlotte has to figure out what they're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of one of those teams that's just kind of, it's it's tough to figure out what direction they should go in because, you know, they have a, a superstar in Kemba and then they have some pieces around them, but I don't know if it's enough to really make a serious run. And it's something that they may have to look into as far as sort of blowing up at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the lamb has worked out well. Uh, you still have Batum there mm-hmm. who's uh, very up and down, but, you know, has been productive at points. Marvin Williams, you know, old guy still can, you know, is, can produce somewhat same with same thing with Cody Zeller. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of a boring, but you know, solid player, but none of them really move the needle too much in one direction or the other. Um, and so he's kind of their one uh, wild card at this point, as far as potential. And so I think that they owe it to themselves to, you know, really see what they have in him. And I'm, that's why I'm glad he's getting all these minutes right now, because at least, he's getting real action right now and, and they can kind of see what they have. And so far he stepped up and looked good. And if he keeps it going for the rest of the season, I don't see why he shouldn't be the smart, the starter at small forward and be getting, you know, close to 30 minutes uh, a game. Yeah. And then also on top of that, like you said, he's been averaging the last three games, 30 plus minutes and, you know, scoring in double digits and also getting some sneaky assists, almost averaging close to three. Uh, other than last game, and then he's had some stock stats, surprisingly. Now, that's not going to be something that uh, he typically does, but to even see those type of stats, I mean, you just never know down the future. Now, a player also, you know, on Charlotte real quick is a guy that I was also incorrect on is uh, Malik Monk. Gosh, man, I'll say this real quick. In a dynasty league, you could get him at the cheapest. You could probably even find him in the free agency. He's really cheap. I will still try to give him a shot next year, but I'll definitely say that I, I was wrong about him this year. Um, yeah, no, I think he still has upside and potential. I mean, I, I know you were expecting more from him this year. And I think a lot of people were, um, but obviously Lamb has stepped up and provided that defense yeah. that they really need in the backcourt. Um, but Monk has a lot of offensive upside. You know, you know, if something happens to Kemba, if they end up moving him, 
you know, they're going to need that scoring. Um, and he can definitely put, put up points um, if they need it. So it, he's got, he still has upside. He's still really young. And I think um, you're right. I think he could be had for very cheap at this point in dynasty. Um, and to me, the, those are the types of players you want to start, you know, start thinking about how you can acquire for the cheap uh, just to kind of, you know, take a, take a gamble on a guy that could work out for you. Absolutely. And uh, going on to finish the section here of the weekend news and even recent news, Chris Dunn is doubtful for tomorrow. And obviously when you guys hear this, it could be tonight or tomorrow. And then Levine is already um, out the Chicago situation. And then obviously uh, you're kind of dancing with the Otto Porter situation. These it's a, it's a difficult situation. If you are, you have players with uh, bulls players, and I'll pass the ball to you, Kevin. You know, what's your thought in Chicago on these players, man? Yeah, I mean, the only safe player right now seems to be Laurie Markkinen. Yeah. Um, everyone else is either potentially going to be out or just not a good player. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Levine's out. Dunn's not looking great. Porter's not looking great. So you have to look at guys like Shaq Harrison. Um, Antonio Blakeney can definitely um, – He's not a plus player, but he is a guy that can score, mm-hmm. which is something that they'll need without those guys. Uh, you have Ryan uh, Archidakino. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that, you know, can run the point. So uh, these guys, this collective kind of uh, ragtag group could see themselves playing a ton of minutes this week in a championship week for fantasy players. So those are the guys you need to be looking at um, as far as pickups. Even though Chicago doesn't have the best uh, playoff schedule, yeah. play- scheduled this week i think uh, yeah they're playing three games this week so um you kind of have to weigh that against um you know what other moves you might make as far as players that are available but those are the types of guys that sometimes can you know be the the last people you think would win you a championship but could win you a championship and you know if there's the opportunity and they're getting those minutes then uh you definitely need to move on that agreed agreed there and uh we're going to go into section two here and this is kind of tailored for actually a listener that a new listener that I'll mention and shout him out at the end of the podcast here. But he did uh, ask, you know, his question was like, you know, taking over a team in Dynasty or starting a new Dynasty. So he basically wanted an idea of because he's excited to do a Dynasty League. And, you know, so should the listeners of our podcast and shows should, you know, people in general that does redraft league. So one of the questions is like, well, how do you feel about, you know, taking over a team? Um, in a dynasty league and how to improve your team if you have that taken over a team. So for me, um, how do you, you know, taking over a team, I'll say this number one, that's courage because it's hard for me just to take over a team unless I look at a team and analyze it. And it's a, and it's a team that I, I believe that I can, uh, that, that I have some strong pieces with. Now I see a lot of GMs and I give them so much respect because when you take over like a terrible team, you know, not even like I need, I, I like to look at a couple of stars on my team, at least to start out with. I've seen GMs take maybe one star, not even a star, like maybe the best player was like a top 50 player on their team, on their squad. And I respect a lot of GMs that, that does it. That's a lot of courage. If you guys have that hard and desire to do it, that's my hat. And I tip my hat to you, but as far as how, you know, taking over a team kind of, Look at the the rules of the league before you enter in. You know, also look at, you know, who's in the league, um, you know, the, the past and, you know, why people may have left. 
the changes. It's always good to kind of do a little bit of research before you just jump in a league. But at the same time, um, it is good to jump into a new league uh, and just look at the rules. Like I said, I'll, I'll pass the ball to you, Kevin, if you want to elaborate a little bit more on that. Yeah, um, I'll throw out this idea uh, as something to consider for Dynasty Leagues. And this can make it a little bit easier to make things more fair, I guess, for team, new GMs that are taking over existing teams. And that's the idea of a dispersal draft. Okay. So yeah. instead of just taking over a specific team that exists with the roster that it has, mm-hmm. uh, the idea is you take the couple teams uh, where the, the GMs are leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, it's maybe at least three or four teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, lump all the, their assets together. So all the players on their rosters, all of the uh, their draft picks uh, over the next couple of years. Uh, and, and include the free agents that are still on the market. And then you basically hold a uh, dispersal draft with those GMs where they get to build their team how they want okay. based off the players that are available. And that way you still have a little bit of control. I mean, obviously you're limited to who's on those rosters and that right. could be a mess in itself. But at least you're not only getting the, the team that someone else built. You get to have some control over it. And I think that is more appealing to at least to me, as far as if I were to take over a new team. No, I like that. I like that idea. So I guess my question is, so you would, if, if it was a few people that, you know, that needed to be replaced at the same time, would you just kind of randomize that draft like the actual draft? Is that how you would do it? Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I, I did one last year in a 30 team, and there were six new GMs. Okay. Uh, and I was one of them. And you just randomly, you just run a, you know, random draft order generator and um i ended up being last so out of six i ended up getting the six pick which is fine um (laughs) but then you just you just snake it after that so then you just go through and and you get the you just pick all the 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 draft picks and all the players and whatever and um and then you you know you're able to build your team that way and again that way you you kind of put your own stamp on the team itself um Mm. and kind of build it the way you want to that's fair. So I guess also on top of that, how, what pick did you end up? Well, not pick because you had six, but did you? What was your draft picks for the future? Did did you get first out of the six because you got six pick, or how did that work? No, the draft picks you can pick at at any point as well. So you can pick players or you can pick draft picks. Okay. So so um, one of the one of the one of the earliest picks to go in the dispersal draft was like the fifth pick in the in the draft for the, the rookie draft coming up. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh. Yeah. So, um, so going on to the next, so starting a new dynasty league, what are some uh, good approaches of attack there, Kevin? As far as uh, building your team or starting up a league, starting up a league. Yeah. I mean, we're going through that right now where we have um, at least two leagues that we're going to be uh, starting up dynasty uh, that are going to be fantasy unicorn leagues and, um, you know, you just want to really think out the rules. You know, obviously, you want to make sure it's fair. You want to make sure that it's going to maintain uh, competitiveness. So uh, you can come up with different uh, rules as far as, you know, one, you obviously your categories, um, when the playoffs starts, if you have, um, if you're doing a money league, what the payouts are going to be, uh, the rules on trades and vetoes and all that stuff. You want to make sure you establish that stuff ahead of time as well as a process, I think, put in paper as far as um, these are the rules. Um, I like to say, you know, these are the rules for this season and 
anything that we need to, to change or anything that doesn't seem to work, we'll all vote on it or we'll make a decision as a group after the season is over um, and just to kind of put to rest any sort of uh, bickering or arguing that goes on uh, as the season goes on. And, you know, that's something that can be addressed <laughs> later. So I think you want to try to head that stuff off uh, in the beginning, uh, but obviously leave some sort of room so that people know that their voices can be heard um, at some point. It's just going to be not something that gets changed sort of in the middle of the season. That's, that's really good uh, diagnosis there. So we're going to jump into another part here on this kind of like dynasty league startup. You know, well, since we've been in dynasty leagues for quite some time here, Kevin, you know, as a GM, what do you think you could have done better um, as a GM in a dynasty league? Uh, you know, I, I probably could have been paying closer attention to some of my leagues. It, it, when you get to sort of the point like Starks and I, you and I are in where we have multiple leagues, yeah. multiple redraft, multiple dynasty, you know, it's all over the place and it's kind of tough to kind of keep your eye on things in, in a close way. Um, so I've definitely let um, free agents go by that I should have scooped up. Yeah. Um, you know, I should have been paying more attention. I should have been more active um, on trading uh, sometimes in certain leagues, it, all that sort of stuff. It's just a, 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 after a while you get spread kind of thin. And I think, you know, just having so many leagues, uh, it leads to that, but that's definitely been stuff that, you know, I could have been doing better on. Yeah, I'm absolutely the same there as just far as all the leagues that we're in, um, just like a missed out on players and the, the free agency, you know, maybe if we made the playoffs, you know, it's been harder matches, you know, with opponents because we typically like to work the waiver, waiver wire and stream hard and stream for the best matches. We can do a deep diagnosis on those type of matchups, but it's a little bit harder for us now, but you know, that's what the unicorns want to do. We want to provide you that content to help you guys as quickly as possible to be stronger, to beat your, uh, the feature opponents in that, in, in whatever league that you may be. Um, so that actually segues way uh, to section three about our championship here there, Kevin. And uh, this is, you know, three years in our dynasty league and we're in the championship again. And, uh, you know, what's your thoughts on our matchup for this week, uh, you know, closing out here? So, okay, Starks <laughs> likes to talk about this league that he's uh, um, he's been pretty dominant in. Um, it's become kind of a almost a, a farce at this point, but his team is so stacked. Uh, you know, I was, we were on the group chat today discussing it, uh, and I looked it up and you know, uh, of the top 12 players in our league, uh, based off the scoring, he has six of them. So, you know, uh, if that gives you an indication. And he's got plenty more in that top 20 to 30 range as well. Um, but regardless, uh, he and I, you know, I, I almost lost in the first round of the playoffs. It was close. Um, and so, uh, but I made it here. This is where I thought we would end up in the, in the finals together as usual. Um, you know, I do have a good team as well. It's just not the ridiculous Monstars team that, uh, that Starks has. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, going to try my best. Uh, you pointed out that I have, like, 17 more games this week uh, than you do. Yeah. I, I, you know, which other people might think is a good thing. I feel like it's more just going to be more embarrassing. No. Doing that, but it's fine. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I'm dealing with a lot of injuries. Starks has injuries on his team, too. But I have, you know, my three best players are either out or uh, in situations like AD and LeBron where they're probably going to be missing 
missing minutes and missing games. Um, you know, I have Otto Porter. I, I have a ton of excuses, basically. But uh, the bottom line is it's not looking great for my team. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, it's going to try my best and, and see what happens. And hopefully uh, I don't get swept in this one and uh, can win at least a, a category or two. But we'll see what happens. Oh, my gosh. You're just playing the the modest guy to, to the foolish, man. Okay, just like what you alluded to, man, you do have a really good team yourself. Um, and yeah, you you are right. We both have injuries, and I know you're playing with the uh, the the musical chairs with Anthony Davis, which actually is supposed to play here the next game up. So that's good for you. Um, but just like you had mentioned, and that sticks out the most is how many games is played this week, and that's a lot of ga- that's that's a big game. Difference. Yeah, and that, that to be fair, that that was intentional as well. You know, I, I definitely looked at who was playing four games this week, and I tried to scoop up oh Caruso. as many as I could. Yeah, uh, I grabbed Troy Brown. Troy I mean, Brown, the, the, yep. the, the, these are weeks. these are not uh, all star players, <laughs> but I'm just I'm I'm hoping that some volume might give me a, a little bit of help. But you know that that's kind of the best I can do at this point. Yeah, no, that's true. And I and I the thing is with for my team, and this is why. Okay, this can work in reverse. So even if my team is stacked, that also means that it's hard for me to stream players for the four-game schedule this week because I would have been on it hard too, but I can't afford to drop those type of players. Now, that would be better for a redrafter where they can take the risk, uh, depending on their situation, where they can drop a potential guy, someone like even um, like Otto Porter. For, well, actually, I do have Otto Porter in the next league, and I'll talk about their, that shortly. But if you have him in the Dynasty League, you're not going to drop him and pick up somebody else. It's just not going to happen. So it's also of making sure one thing you should, you know, you guys should know is in a dynasty league, you almost want to do the best you can. It's what me and Kevin, we like to talk about is cutting fat on your team, um, making sure that you have a strong squad, but at the same time, you want to have spaces where you can at least make those streaming moves. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what we talk about the two for ones where I know there's gems are starting to get, obviously find out about the two for ones or the three for twos. They're accustomed to that, but you got to be a little bit creative. But going back to our matchup, honestly, this this episode for me, it's it's a pretty big episode because it is like championship week for us. And I know for our league, they're going to be rooting for you, man, and that's fine. You know, you're the hero. I'm supposedly the villain. Unfortunately, that's just <laughs> what it is there. But, um, no, it's, it's going to be a really good match, I, I believe, and – it's going to be a lot difficult for me, but I, I'll, I'll say that. But you was going to say something? Oh, no, no. I mean, uh, you know, I, I like that you're saying this with a straight face. Um, I, I applaud you for that. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, when, when, when the week is over. And then real quick, going back to the redraft league real quick, I won't touch up and, and homerize on that league. I'm in the championship in that, as you know. And it's funny because I'm going to say this real quick. If I somehow win that that league, the other league that uh, I've won the past three years there, and I win this year, it's going to be – I don't know – I'm not going to really say anything because I don't know if you remember, I got pretty much a hard time <laughs> like a couple weeks ago. They Yeah, I remember there was some drama like a month ago. So that means what I'm trying to say, just I'm not going to take you guys to the, to the curtain, but I'll at least say this. I didn't hear the end of it, meaning I had a – as a commissioner, I try to be as fair as possible. At least I thought I did. And I went bent over backwards for the league 
to basically change some things up. And, you know, pretty much to be fair, more fair. I thought I was fair first time, but, you know, I did it more accustomed for them. So even if I still win, the excuse will be like, oh, well, Starks, you still did this. You still did that. And that's probably why over the years I do carry a chip on my shoulder because no matter what that I do, it's, it's just I can't really please the league. So that's why as a GM for you guys, do the best you can to get a championship. Get that monkey off your back is what they say. Okay. So I'm sorry. Did I cut off there? Are you still there? Yeah, just for a second. Okay, perfect. So with that being said, real quick, you know, so this kind of ties into this also, Kevin. You know, what's your thoughts on preparing for next year, you know, for those that are kind of in a, you know, I wouldn't say doghouse, but they're in a, a sad situation because, you know, they didn't maybe uh, finish strong the, the way they'd like to in the playoffs. And, you know, how to go about attacking into next year. Should you still do your research or should you just sit back and just, Wait till next year in basketball, man. <laughs> I guess it depends on on how serious you are about it, but I, yeah, I, it's always good to to kind of stay active when, when you're doing a dynasty league, and uh, you know if you're allowed to do moves or if you're allowed to pick players up, if you're allowed to make trades and, and that sort of thing. Um, I think that's a good thing to to pursue. Um, you know, especially if you have some work to do with your team, uh, whether that's blowing it up or that's just making a couple moves to kind of help round out a category or two that you need help on. Um, that's something that I think, you know, uh, if you're serious and you, you know, you love dynasty and you, you love fantasy basketball, that's, that's probably, um, you know, and I, I get, sometimes you need a break. Um, you know, it's a long season yeah, it is. and sometimes you just kind of need a mental break from, from looking at box scores and all that stuff. And, and I understand that. And, you know, but once you take a little break, um, you know, when you're ready, I feel, I say jump in and, and just, Start seeing what you can do to to make those improvements on your team. No, Kevin, there's no sleep in fantasy basketball. That's all. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, you're you're right. You should take a break, but uh, <laughs> you should take a break. At the same time, you know, as the unicorns, we're, we we want to do our best to still provide you content. But yeah, also, you know, take mental breaks, relax, and then come back into it and just kind of do a little research. But just know this, because we're a little bit uniquely different where there's a lot of experts that will kind of just fade throughout the year until the summer league. And that's when they start coming, uh, coming back and fold. What the unicorns are going to do is like we said, again, we're going to still provide content for you and podcast for you. So with that being said, you know, just keep that in mind. So we will jump into the unicorn court to start getting uh, closer to closing things out. And I'm going to go on a heavy ISO offense here real quick to kind of break down a few things. So I had mentioned here, tweeted out like Marvin Bagley. I like to call him bags this player. And I think me and Kevin maybe could agree on this. I didn't expect him to perform or at least this fast right now. And he's been doing this on limited minutes. And I had mentioned, I I can see him safely to be a top 60 player next year. And I'm, I'm fine with that. Now in a dynasty league, you might, depending on where you're at, you might have to reach a little bit higher, but the Kings offense is looking good. I think the Kings are the real deal. And to be honest with you, I used to be a Kings fan. Um, so, you know, years ago. So I, I like what they're doing with Darren Fox. I love Buddy Hill and Marvin Bagley. If he starts next year, oh man, that's just beautiful. So now jumping into Luca, I know I can go, we can all go on a tangent about Luca. 
But I challenge a GM in a dynasty league, whatever dynasty league that you may be in, if you have him or you're trying to get him, let me just challenge you on this for the listeners. Whoever has Luca, if you have Luca, see what you can get from him. Now, I'm with everybody else. I love Luca, but I think some people are going to be so happy to have him on their team that they're going to spend like a top two pick on him in a dynasty league. So just keep that in consideration. See what you can. That's that's what I like to call selling. You know, selling like hotcakes. You might be hey, able- sorry, not not to jump on you. I, I just wanted to mention that I had reached out to the the GM that has Luca in your dynasty league, and uh, I was told he is untouchable. So <laughs> just to give you an idea of, of how people are feeling about him, he was like, I, you know, he knows I have Anthony Davis. He was like, he's untouchable. So <laughs> this, thank you, thank you for cutting me off because that drives the point home right there. Right. Get yeah, get Anthony Davis. Now I don't know, Kevin. Would you get Anthony Davis or would you take Luca? Honestly, I mean, I, I'm still Anthony Davis. I, I would not trade it straight up, Anthony Davis for Luca. I was just kind of exploring what his how he was feeling about Luca as far as what he might look for for him, but. He was just he. It was a it was a non-starter. He just was, wasn't having it. So, <laughs> and this is exactly the point we're trying to drive into for the unicorns. Th- this is what you want to do. Look for those gems. If you get Greek Freak, you flip that and make it happen. But I mean, I can understand if you guys love Luca that much, then hold on to him. But I'm just saying that's just uh, a thought process that I'd like to take, and I'd like to throw that out there to you because, and I didn't even know that, but Kevin he he brought it out. He shined it out out on light and I just felt like it was a gut feeling that it seemed like the hype train was so real but I, again we still like Luca and also in kind of going back into the ISO rant because I, I dribbled the ball back and forth in a sense now I had mentioned um, opera a little bit I don't know if Kevin heard it or not so the opera system that a formula that I created is where looking at the team again uh, opera stands for opportunity um, per 36, Echo, Ride, and then Age. So you guys can heard that probably a couple episodes ago, but at least keep in mind, utilizing that formula can help you out in your leagues. Now they say age is nothing but a number, but honestly, age is more than a number in a dynasty league. With that being said, when you look at the age of a, a player, especially like Luca right now, that is what GMs are going to go after and be so excited for So that is your opportunity to take maybe someone for a ride in that instance, right? So also to kind of close where I'm going here, now damaging opponents will to win, okay? So it's almost like a psychology thing. Now I've been in the redraft and dynasty league for a few years. Actually redraft, I've done it for about eight years, especially in the league that I'm in now, right? You have to basically put your effort a little bit harder in a way that you make GMs think a little bit different. You almost like the only like difference with, with Kevin though, like we're in the championship now, but he's, he's the type of GM, although he looks at my team, he's going to still do the best he can to beat me. He's not going to just sit back and just relax. Other GMs will probably look at my team and, and give up. And to be honest with you, that kind of holds back to the redraft league that I've been for a few years where GMs get upset, unfortunately, where I'm the villain, and I've taken people for rides where they just – I actually used to have a rival years ago, 
and he gave up because it's like it's like Starks, man. I'm I'm tired of these trades. I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> he just couldn't do. And, and it's funny because I was like, hey man, I said, listen, I'm willing to do a league where I don't make any trades. But he was like, no, that's what you're good at. I want you to see you at your best. And the year after that I won, he was like, yeah, I'm done. I can't take it anymore. So what I'm saying is when you basically you want to do the best to improve your team throughout the year to, to, to have your opponent look at your team, because once they look at your team, you're almost damaging their heart to not want to play. And that works in the in And I know it's a rough thing to say, but if, if you damage your opponent's heart in that aspect, that means they're not going to try hard anymore. And that's what's happened. It's been happening over years. But that's why Kevin is a vet. And I consider Kevin, and he's going he's gonna to be really modest about it. But if he put more time, if he had more time, he's the best fantasy jam easily. And I mean that. And I mean that wholeheartedly and an expert. He's really wise and smart and crafty. So um, with that being said, I'll pass the ball there to Kevin. Do you have a carrot-given stat for tonight? Well, I, I appreciate the kind words, Starks. I, I don't, I don't know if I would go that far, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll appreciate it. Um, my, I don't have a stat, but I do have some some things I just wanted to kind of go over with people. Um, it, as we mentioned, it's it's championship week, so you're either in or you're out, and uh, you know this kind of goes more towards the dynasty guys. But um, you know, I recently wrote an article, sort of about you know when. Uh, your redraft leagues are kind of over. Um, that's where dynasty can come into play. So if you've been thinking about doing dynasty leagues before, um, definitely give it a try. You know, you guys can, uh, you know, kind of play along with us, whether you're in one of our leagues or not, and just kind of learn as you go. And, and you know, we're going to be giving a lot of useful information to kind of help, uh, help you guys along. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you can be doing right now. You know, Starks and I kind of already touched upon it, but, uh, you know, you can be um, making waiver wire moves. You can be, uh, if your team is, is uh, in a dynasty league, is uh, kind of not going anywhere, you can always uh, change strategy and blow it up and um, start going younger, start looking for those young guys uh, that are sort of almost like lottery tickets. So, um, you know, the the guys that, you know, maybe were late first round, second round picks in, in, in the real NBA draft that didn't get a lot of playing time, but you know that there's some potential there. And those are the types of guys that you should be scooping up and you should be getting rid of any old vets on your team um, that, you know, aren't really going to help you out right now. So um, there's a lot of strategy involved and you can definitely check out the article that I wrote on it. And you can also be scouting uh, the current uh, crop of players that are going to be entering the draft. Um, our guy Jay has uh, written, not only does he have the um, prospect rankings, but he actually wrote two articles breaking down the lottery and the rest of the first round of players that he thinks are, are going to be going in, in those areas and really getting into what those players are about. And it's a great idea to go and start looking at that stuff now because it'll give you a sense of the players that you might want to target come draft day because a lot of these guys that are out there, um, you know, they're unknowns to a lot of people, but then when you have someone like Jay uh, to, to really break it down and give you that solid player comp, give you their strengths and weaknesses, um, give you an idea of what they might turn into at the, at the NBA level, that gives you a big advantage heading into the draft because you'll know those guys uh, a little bit better than the rest of your league mates, uh, and you can get some extra value from, from your draft picks in that sense. So I would start doing your homework now 
start, um, you know, making some, some strategy moves and um, just kind of getting yourself ready. You know, I did say you want to take a break, take a break. <laughs> but, um, th- these are the things that you can be doing now and in the next couple of weeks uh, as the fantasy season winds down. And um, it's a good way to kind of stay active and still um, have your foot dipped in the, in the, the fantasy world. But um, you know, uh, it's just something to keep in mind and something that I think is really kind of just extra um, entertaining and fun in, in dynasty. And it's something that you should consider doing if you're not already. Oh yeah. Just like what Kevin is saying, make sure you guys check out doc and Kevin's articles there. I mean, just like he was alluding to the prospect rankings also, not just the prospect rankings, but the article uh, Jay just put out, this is some good information to take heed of. And, Again, like he was saying, it will help you take advantage of a lot of GMs out there. And also, so that way you guys don't forget, because I know fantasy is almost over, just subscribe to our articles. You could do, uh, you, could, you could subscribe to our blogs, which is on thefantasyunicorns.com. If you do it from your phone, scroll all the way down, where it gives you that option to basically register in, and you can uh, log, if you register, you can get blogs every time an article is uh, dropped. You'll get notifications on your phone or email. Just make sure you subscribe to that. So, and actually there was another uh, GM that just subscribed to our podcast. So I want to give him a shout out uh, there. It's uh, Chris is Venom too. Thank you for uh, subscribing to our podcast. Thank you also for subscribing to our blogs. Uh, Appreciate you just asking me questions. And again, we had that section for you as well um, about the Dynasty League to give you an idea so, you know, keep that in mind. And then also we have the Patreon still on our website. We have beautiful clothing of the unicorns. That's great to also say I have my hoodie. I have my shirt. You know, Kevin and Doc has their stuff, you know. So if you have any questions for us about anything fantasy related, we will take care of you and we'll help you out. So um, you guys can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. And you can also find me on uh Instagram, fantasy unicorns underscore Starks. Reddit, also Starks21. And I'll pass the ball there to Kevin. Yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, you want to definitely keep up with our stuff, especially if you think you want to do Dynasty or you are already are doing Dynasty. Um, you know, we'll have a lot of information still ongoing during the offseason. You know, the NBA is a 11 and a half month uh, sport. And, you know, I think uh, dynasty fantasy leagues can kind of mirror that as well. So, you know, if you're the type of uh, person that just really enjoys uh, consuming all this stuff and, and talking about it and reading about it, we're going to be providing that um, stuff for you guys, um, you know, hopefully all, all summer long and everything. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Kevin. So, all right, guys, this has been a, a good evening, morning and afternoon and uh, take a ride later. <laughs>